This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. As well as the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Hey, you guys, and welcome to the Steel Wars Hyper Chat episode four. We are sweltering in to coin a, or to borrow a phrase from the pro wrestler Colt Cabana, we are sweltering in the studio apartment. <laughs> it's bigger than a studio apartment, it is. but it is a studio in an apartment. And uh, we have got such an exciting week of Star Wars news to talk about. And if you want to join us uh, on the show, you can call or Skype in on 646-668-8361. Oh, and uh, if you're on Skype, if you're international out of America, I would Skype in and add the plus one, and then you get it for a, uh, a discounted rate Ooh. through the magic of the internet. And uh, to join us to talk about all the news we have from one of my favorite podcasts, I listened to it today. It is always, it's my vitamin C. <laughs> if I need a boost yeah. of positive energy, I hit up uh, Joseph Scrimshaw's Four Center podcast with uh, Jennifer Lander and Ken Knapsack. Welcome back to the show, buddy. Thank you very much. I'm really happy to be here. This is the first time I've been in your home studio and I get to be distracted by all the awesome action figures and whatnot. Yeah, it's a bit... Um it's good to be on home turf. Yeah. Because like when I went to your house to record podcasts, I, I was too busy like, <laughs> looking around. And so I was sort of, I felt like you had the upper hand for the first half hour. And our other guest is someone whose house I desperately want to visit. Yeah. I've seen some amazing photos of uh, things that lie within some great art. But uh, you might know him from his work on 09 or the amazing video he put together of him building the ultimate super... Man Baby wins and has the greatest product ever to be made, the Millennium Falcon Lego Giant set. Welcome, Jermaine Lucia. How you doing, mate? I'm great, Steel. Thanks for having me, man. I loved that video. It was a, it was a labor of love, uh, for sure. It took me about a week and a half of shooting on and off two hours, every two hours, because I had to recharge the batteries. But I mean, and I got, but it's probably the greatest thing I've ever gotten from this job. And I've got some great things from this job, but like, I got that Lego for free. To, and I was paid to build it. Really? You were paid to make the video? Uh, no, well, I got paid to do my job, and my job was make the make video the video? That week. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty excellent. And I, like I said, I've been to Star Wars premieres and all these other awesome things, but Getting that free $800 like go building it on video <laughs> may be the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And yeah, that's one of the prizes of my collection. Is it still up in your home? Yeah, but we had to build a uh, special shelf for it. <laughs> out of and, Lego? No, out of Lego, okay. out of Ikea. <laughs> and then we also, <laughs> out of Ikea, and uh, I had to put it on my flat file for my posters. And when I moved it into the other room, I dropped it. So after the 36... Oh. After the 36 hours it took me to put together, it took another six hours to re-put it together. And when I finished, I still had about eight large pieces left over that I had no idea where they went. And I said, screw it, and put them in a little bit. I'll do it another time. But I'm not too into Lego. Like, I love, I appreciate Lego. Oh, guys, I appreciate. <laughs> but I don't own too much. The main thing I've got is the, the little sail barge up there. Yeah, I like which, the display. Which, Very cool. I, I have to throw in my brag. That sand is from the Salek Pit uh, location. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it on your Instagram. Oh, wow. If you're going to do it, that's the way right there. Yeah, I but, like that it's in an aquarium. I don't, can the audience see your, your Lego aquarium? I have no idea. Rashad, can they see the aquarium right now? They can now. Okay, nice. Rashad, how's things going? You, you're looking very nervous over there. Uh, we had a bit of an audio issue, I guess, on YouTube. Yeah. The levels were a bit off. That's but I'm, shocking. I'm, I'm, I'm tweaking it. Yeah, so. okay. And, 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 and now are we like burgeoning on to... Emily says it sounds better. Really? So I'll continue tweaking as necessary. Okay, Rashad. Producer Rashad, everyone. This he's guy's just, the man. He's doing um, the internet god's work over there. Tweaking and twerking. Thing, just watch the, uh, the connection there. Hot mic, we'd, hot mic. we'd hate to... Um, I can't have you statically, Rashad. You've got such a beautiful voice. I oh, know he's... <laughs> <laughs> he's miming a beautiful Man. voice and now. He's, it's he's decided great. not to interact. Uh, give, give, us, give us a test. Come on, give us, give us a bit of it. 
apples, bananas, oranges, etc. Sexy. Yeah. Perfect. Interesting. I'm not Hot sure Mike. why Hot he Mike. um he went to uh, the fruit straight away. But, very um, we are streaming live on YouTube with good and bad audio. And in the chat room, we have got our good buddy from the Canto Byte Dispatch monitoring things. Emily Lind, what's going on? Excellent. And uh, if people are watching live on YouTube, uh, drop some questions or some comments with whatever we're talking about in the chat. And uh, we will uh, go back and uh, Emily will report in. Ooh. She's got a helicopter above YouTube. <laughs> so it's very exciting. So uh, be careful out there, Emily. Don't crash. All right, thanks. Uh, so you guys, uh, I saw. I know. I don't know how I didn't see you. This is the weird thing about Comic Con, which yeah. is a bit different to um, Celebration. I feel like I see everyone at Celebration. Yeah, several times. I saw Jermaine. I saw you once. Once I briefly, think. but there's like two to there's like four to five times more people at uh, a Comic Con doing eight hundred thousand more things than Celebration. <laughs> So it makes more sense, but uh, but I feel like we were in the same room. I I don't think we were in the same room. I would have sensed your presence. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think I was. I just had like a quick strike. I was there on Thursday and Friday, and I had like just I was. There was no wandering. It was just panels, shows. I'm out. Did you? We at the Coin Wars saved panel. I was not, uh, but I was at the Hasbro and the publishing panels on Friday. Okay, so I think we would have crossed paths in... I actually listened to your podcast where you were talking about it. I think I walked... I think I might have been the person that left the Hasbro <laughs> panel that let you in. Well, thank you for that. Because I had to go do a panel myself. So I, I, was, I was listening to the Force Center and you're saying, hey, you had to wait for someone to leave. And I'm like, I think I was... That, I think I'm the chosen one. I think I got him in. Well, thank you so much. Any time that I'm stuck anywhere, I'll just be like, well, still, please leave. <laughs> leave the room, so still. I can get in. Uh, but the, uh, the Coin Wars Saved panel... Um, if you haven't seen it, it's up on full on the Steel Wars feed. Uh, I think they, you can see the Star Wars show actually had a, a really good episode this week yeah. uh, covering all the excitement from that. But if you want to watch the full panel, it's also on the Steel Wars feed and uh, the sound's really good and uh, people are enjoying it. But shocking. Yeah. I, I wasn't, it, it's weird. I was not in there because uh, I wanted to go, but we have, I'm working. I'm not there for pleasure, so... We had to cover Doctor Who. It was at the same time. <laughs> he had a uh, Doctor Who Lego to put together. He had a Doctor Who Lego. <laughs> it was the first female Doctor. We had to be in there. And, I mean, it's like most of you guys probably thought. It was like, oh, well, it's going to be a cool panel. Filoni and actually everybody talking about Clone Wars. We never in a million years expected the biggest piece of news out of Comic-Con to come out of that panel. Uh, and there it was. Well, uh, it, and I don't think just Star Wars news either. I think news, period, in my opinion. I haven't gone to have a look. Um... But Aquaman, like that trailer, how many hits does that get? Uh, on like the official site, it probably gets like, I don't know, probably like 50 million hits or something. 50 million? Yeah, over like a week or two, okay. probably, yeah. Interesting, because um, I know in there was some Twitter stat, like TV, Twitter, dot... Yeah, I, see. I know what you're going to say. Dot yeah. count, count, and that listed Clone Wars as the most talked about um, TV show of Comic-Con. I think that could also be due to the surprise. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Because, I mean, that was the only surprise, at least in the, the major pop cultures thing. I'm sure in some toy thing or in some sort of comic thing, there was a surprise. But when it came to, like, major pop culture, you know, none of the other panels, while they had these great trailers that are doing to 50 million views apiece, none of them had any big surprises. Yeah, I think that was kind of like the news of the Doctor Who panel in some way. Like, I thought at Comic-Con there was this huge enthusiasm for Jodie Whittaker. And I think in some ways, like, she personally won Comic-Con. But that Doctor Who panel was great because it didn't really tell us more. That that trailer gave us a little bit more. But unlike other news, or unlike all the other media where we get told absolutely everything. We know, you know, the third act of Aquaman and where his birthmark is and everything. And I think the fact that Doctor Who held back a little bit probably generated even more conversation. Yeah, and though. usually at Comic-Con, uh, Marvel Studios is usually, for the last like, basically 10 years, has won the day. Every year, because they have their big panel Saturday night, which is basically the last day of the convention. I know there's Sunday, but Sunday's sort of a mellow-out day. And they're the last panel that day, and they have a bunch of big news and big surprises. It's like, oh, you guys want to know the movies for the next five years? Oh, and they give you all this news. And it's crazy. This year, Marvel wasn't there. The big panel was Warner Brothers, and we knew every single movie. That was coming. So again, no surprise. And the reason we didn't go to the Clone Wars panel is we thought it was going to be a cool, 
you know, retrospective panel without a big surprise. And I think it was my friend Peter on Slash Film, he, uh, he said, uh, surprises win Comic-Con, not footage. And, and I think that's true. I mean, I think that's why Clone Wars was the most tweeted about thing, because I'm sure the tweets were like, OMFG, hashtag Clone Wars saved. And that's it. You know, it's not like, <laughs> it's not like oh, Jason Momoa is here, blah, blah, blah. It, like, it was just people with genuine excitement just getting it out. Yeah. The, um, the last I checked, the trailer had 5 million views, which is pretty solid. Pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's not much in that trailer. Mm. Um, but... And the, really, the news of it is more exciting. Um, the trailer's awesome. I'm sure it would have been amazing to be in the room uh, for it, that reveal. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And, and you talk about you know, using up what you're going to show yeah. at the uh, Doctor Who panel. It's, if you're going to shock someone with this amazingly well-kept secret, you don't need to show that much. Save that excitement for later on. It's one of the reasons that I was the most excited is I felt like the trailer for Clone Wars does actually have some meat on its bones. Like, maybe not to just, like, kind of super casual Star Wars fan, but if you followed it, you know, it's so emotionally successful to remind you, like, the clones are characters. They matter. And there's huge violence and huge stakes and everything that's happening has weight and meaning to it. I thought that was just amazing because they could have just done Clone Wars saved, hashtag on the screen, and everyone would have went, but he would have went nuts. And oh yeah, that character that that show introduced that everybody's in love with is yeah. coming back and we're going to learn more about her. You know, and Ahsoka, so that's pretty awesome at the end there. I like how mysterious you're being with your uh, appraisal. Ahsoka Tano, maybe you've okay. heard of her. <laughs> maybe you've heard of her. I'm going to celebrate by opening a beer. I like Star Wars. <laughs> now, um, it's... I am entertained by the, the fan fiction, fan reaction of how this came about that um, you know, Dave Filoni demanded it come back. And, and, and it's all Some people I've, I've seen on Twitter seem to think that like at Lucasfilm, they all went into their cars every night and, and drove off. They waited for Kathleen Kennedy to leave and then they all drove back in secret and worked on this cartoon. <laughs> and I um, have got it from pretty in-the-know sources that it's, it's, this is... Kathleen Kennedy is to be thanked for this. And, yeah. and, and who can, you know, damn her for waiting for a financially viable way to keep this series going? Cause, cause That's a great point. Yeah. There was George, no other outlet. Yeah. George loved burning money on it. He didn't, like, he was just like, yeah, I, I just want the, like, it was, like, his profit margin of it wasn't a real concern to him. I'd pay to see an actual image of George Lucas calmly burning money, wearing plaid, <laughs> lighting it up, like a little lightsaber that's lighter. Gonna be, that's going to be at the, an exhibit at the, uh, at the new museum. Is George is... going to be there once every month just to burn a bunch of money? It's, it's a kind really of good. narrative art, burning money, isn't <laughs> it? Very much so. Yeah, he'd just announce, like, to Dave Filoni that they're going to do another space battle, and he'd just move another cube <laughs> of money and, just, and burn it off. It yeah. was, uh, you know... That's a great point, though, like because you know Disney XD, as as much as we love Rebels and probably Resistance, isn't like a huge place, and like you know the, how much room is there for two animated Star Wars shows? But now with this streaming service as its outlet, mm -hmm. where are they going to do you know a live action show and things like that? Uh, that they had that opening, and they that people thought, hey, you know what we could do? Let's finish this story. It's yeah. a great point. Yeah, and another like bizarre narrative is that this is like sort of rushed together as a response to the last jedi which if you know anything about like animation and uh, anything yeah it's, <laughs> and it's not it's not like it's coming out next we don't even know when that's coming out it probably is not going to be till 2020 2021 yeah I, I would imagine when they release this thing and i have to say a thing maybe about not it, that fleet but still that this what, what do they call it here the um the disney direct to consumer service Right. Now, <laughs> sexy. Now, now, listen, Disney. I've been burnt by you before, and this untitled solo Star Wars film, right? <laughs> it might just be called that, and 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 it ended up just getting called solo. And it's like, why did you do that? I, it has to be Disney's direct to consumer service is like when anything is mentioning it in an official corporate way. That's what it's called. Yeah. There is no way it's not just going to be called Disney Connect. Can you just just announce the name so I don't have to read this? Disney like, Stream, this yeah. Disney something like yeah. that. Just Disney Flicks. Disney, Disney thank you for your money. Disney I think they direct. should just be honest. Disney, that sounds good. I'm sure there's something like that, though. Let's, I'm, I'm going to see if this site, this, this website's taken. What, Disney Connect? No, Disney Direct. Disney Direct. Like, I think that's something, though. Just Google that. I'm sure that's something. Yeah, it's probably like an outreach program or something. There. No, that's just... Ah, okay. It takes me straight to a, a Disney.com 
Shop 10%, shop... Uh, oh, so, so they own the URL. Yeah, $10 just... off, guys, if you go to Shop Disney right now. That's <laughs> perfect. A, hey, hey, that's a freebie, Bobby I. That's a freebie. <laughs> don't, don't forget about me when you open that Star Wars land, eh? Hey? <laughs> Come at me. Come at me. So they own the URL. Yeah. So there you go. Maybe. It's, it's, breaking it's, news! Breaking, uh, confirmed! It's steel breaks news! It's the exact same pattern. Um, Jermaine, have you... Um, like you study the whole, you cover all of entertainment. If, if something happens in entertainment, you're there with your little hat with the press on going, what a scoop. Sure, something like that. Uh, do you know anything about the rollout of this? Because I know there's like it's joy, especially in, in the good old USA about this coin wars thing. But then there's people in Europe and in Australia and in New Zealand and in Zimbabwe that are worried that maybe this app isn't going to get a immediate worldwide release. Do you know anything about that? I know n- nothing about it. But, I mean, I feel like Disney, they take their time with these things. As you, I mean, the solo title is a bad example, but a good example of them taking their time until they're ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with the name of it, with the release date, with everything, actually, Galaxy's Edge is a great example, too, where, you know, like, they, they're like, well, it's called Galaxy's Edge. It's 2019. No, it's summer 2019 and they just give you enough and enough i think they understand late, I, late summer 2019. late summer yeah i think i in think the evening it opens summer you'll get into the ride late summer <laughs> oh good point no i so i don't know but i think when they announce this we'll know immediately uh if it's worldwide if everything's dropping worldwide and disney's a worldwide company i mean they make their money from their movies except for star wars internationally so, like, yeah, I w- it would be silly for them not to release this at that time. The question is, is Clone Wars going to be on the service the same time as the live action? Does it, does it launch with that? I mean, it's almost like a console, too, right? Like, you got to have some good titles at launch to get people to subscribe. Mm-hmm. So, um, as, as cool as Clone Wars is uh, for its coming back, be, I mean, if they had Star Wars live action show when it was ready to launch, I feel like that would be a bigger selling point for people. Um, so, I mean, it would make sense to me that that would be ready then. And I know that's definitely like not as far down the road, not less far down the road than you expect it to be right mm. now. It all comes so fast. Yeah. Like, Cause I, the, the scripts he's had in development since he was in college, right? That's the, the, hey been man, the hubbub. We've it's all so had great. scripts in development since college. Yeah, I know. But that, but he's making his, which makes, <laughs> I just want it to be weird oh, fan that's, fiction that's, that's about like, yeah. he's Boba Fett, but he's a Jedi and then the Wookiee has pants. And it's like, I want it to be really fan fictiony because he's been working on it since college. <laughs> Did you say Boba Fett has pants? Well, the Wookiee, I mean, but I mean, I'm just guessing. Okay, Who knows? Nice, I, nice. It's not a scoop or anything. It could be. It, it could be. I would imagine one of them would have to be at like a launch title. One of the two. Oh, one of the two for sure. And there's so many other, other things that they've talked about. There's like Monsters, Inc. show and they're like mm. a high school musical show. They're going to have a, stuff for everybody. But yeah. Yeah, Star Wars would be, it'd be silly if they didn't have it. And I think as excited we are about Clone Wars now that we know it's hat coming, it's definitely not as high profile as the Jon Favreau series. No, when it hits, like, because in, be like, in our bubble, like, Clone Wars coming back is huge. Right, right. But then to say the friends that ask me, like, when a film comes out about it, they don't, like, it's just a bizarre. I, I saw, like, an Obi Wan thing animated <laughs> once. Is that, like, it's just, yeah. So, a, a, like, a television series is, you know, TV is. Especially a new, especially a new story, new characters. Yeah, that'd be big. Yeah, but I, with the whole, like, sort of theory about how they're doing it to like win back people from the last Jedi. I I think when this is announced and they have the big rollout thing and it's, you know, it's all there, big, big ceremony to release all this content that you'll see a pattern that like, that a similar thing is getting offered by Marvel and Disney animation and Pixar that they're all like, Hey, we need a couple of projects you know, that we can bring out over a year or 18 months that's going to draw your fan base, that's going to make it impossible for people that are into your uh, content to not subscribe. And, like, the Clone Wars thing is, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, all I'm seeing on Twitter is that Fry meme, like, holding out his money from <laughs> I feel like, uh, you know, next year we not only have Star Wars Celebration Chicago, we'll have D23 Expo. I feel like that's going to be the spot where we're going to be go- best friends, Jermaine. I know so many conventions next year, uh, just like last year. But it will—I I would no two years ago because there was 
yeah, whatever. It's all it's all the same year to me. In 2010 <laughs> to now, it's all the same. Your mind is just putting together Lego pieces always. <laughs> it's of that always Falcon, right? at all times. Where does that other piece go? Oh my god, where it's so it's like a two by twelve. It definitely oh, wait, goes somewhere. I, I have to go back to that Lego thing. All oh, right, yeah. Okay, so I put together the, yes. the skiff, and there was pieces left over. Is that a common like? It is. Yeah, they they, like they always give you like one or two extra of the really small ones. Yeah, like the one by ones, like a little tiny thing. That's normal. Usually, you'll have five or six of those. But if you have anything that's semi-substantial, more than two pieces long, it's usually a mistake. Okay, so I'm in the clear. Yes. And you really messed up. Yeah, totally messed up. You have a perfect Han Solo Falcon. That's perfect that yeah. there'd be some pieces that's missing actually that are probably true. That's important. true. That's true. If it, was the, if it was the Solo Falcon, it would be less. <laughs> yes. Uh, you've got, Falcon, you've got yeah. a perfect uh, Han Solo Falcon and a check. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so you got paid on like on solo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh let's uh let's take a call and uh we have got Patreon member Ali, I believe, on the line. How you doing, mate? Or we might not. Interesting. Let's see if uh, King Tom is there. 614. Hmm. Uh-oh, what happened now? Yeah, I'm not sure why we're not getting... Is the laptop made of Lego? Is that the problem? <laughs> ah, I... Emily said she can hear people, so maybe... Uh... I think we may have solved it. Ali, are you there? Hi, yeah. Oh, oh there yes. we go. God, we were just so relieved. I, um, I'm not even going to talk about it. But um, <laughs> how you doing, buddy? Uh, where, where are you calling from, Allie? I'm calling from uh, Virginia. Virginia. Now, on uh, you sort of, I know who you are because you are one of the Patreons, so I've got your number, so I know to go mm-hmm. to you early. But I'm wondering, have you been listening to the, the bonus content from Comic-Con on the Patreon? I have not. I have not had the time. Uh, I'm getting ready to uh, go to grad school, and I'm doing a lot of packing right now. Ali, I've been desperately uploading content to scrambling (laughs) to try to get your $3 a month. The least you can do is just, like, play it while you're asleep or something like that. But um, double speed okay. is fun. Well, uh, I've got I've got plans for two a.m. tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I actually, uh, oh, keep talking. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was going to ask what was on your mind. Well, I actually had questions for you all. You all have done panel hosting, and I am uh, hosting a Star Wars panel at a local con this weekend. Obviously, not nearly uh, as big of a deal as San Diego Comic Con, but yeah. it's my first ever uh, hosting gig, and I was wondering if you all had any advice. Well, well first of all, let's get a sweet plug in. I, 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 yeah, where's the panel? Like, goes I, the when and the where. I, I'm addicted to sizzle, and I, I can't <laughs> let that go on sizzle. Well, uh, it is uh, RobCon. It's going on on Saturday and Sunday in Kingsport, Tennessee, this coming weekend at the Meadowview Convention Center. Nice. Now... Have you guys hosted a panel before? Oh, yes. Tons at conventions, yeah. Nice. I, I, yeah, I've listened to your live ones. Yeah. The, um, the live uh, Star Wars... When you lie on the couch, what's that called? The Star Wars counseling, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> when you lie on the couch, what's that called? <laughs> counseling. Not sleep, not napping. It's called counseling. I like it. I love it when Joseph does these episodes called Star Wars counseling on the first center the feed. And the Star Wars counseling, I love it when it's something I'm having an issue with. <laughs> so it's sort of like an explain, like how to come to terms with it in the universe. And yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've laid down on the couch and had oh, good. Uh, Joseph uh, just... Walk me through it. Whisper in your ear. Yeah, tell yeah. me it's because of my uh, fractured relationship with my father. Didn't, <laughs> didn't get that deep. but um, My relationship with my father's fine. I was just comedic effect. Sorry, Dad. I think the biggest thing for uh, panels there is really kind of obvious, straightforward um, moderating stuff that I'm sure everybody gets good advice on for the most part when you're doing conventions of making sure that everybody gets a turn to talk. And if somebody's uh, asking a question and it's turning into much of a, uh, more of a statement, it's okay to say, like, can get to the question. That's okay. Um, I think the biggest thing is kind of to have an idea 
of a specific question that the panel is trying to wrestle with, because that gives it shape and structure. Okay. So if you're just like, what did everybody think of The Last Jedi? I, I don't know if this specific panel, uh, does this panel have a specific topic within Star Wars, or is it just, yay, Star Wars? Uh it was really just, yay, Star Wars, but I knew that that wasn't going to work, so I've written out a few questions. Uh, I was going to open up with a easy icebreaker of Ewoks versus Porgs. Which one would you choose? <laughs> oh, Sophie's um, choice. But after that, I, I was toying around with a few different questions to tackle to leave enough room for audience questions at the end. Oh, yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, I think having uh, even that just suggests like this is going to be a celebration of Star Wars. We're going to talk about the things we like. We're going to wrestle with the things we don't. And, and that gives it a, a direction and a shape. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I've never actually hosted a panel, but I interview people weekly, you know, and uh, my advice would be over prepare. I mean, come up with as many questions as you can. Even if you think it's garbage, just write it down, have it, go over it and, and put like a little bit of a structure, maybe put them in order of what you think is going to be the best conversation and don't be afraid to throw it all away. Okay. It's just nice to have okay. that, uh, you know, lifeline sitting there on, you know, on your podium or whatever of, of questions you can go to if it just gets silent. But, oh, uh, well next, it's just nice to have preparation there, but don't, but don't be afraid to throw it out and just be like, if this is rolling, let's keep going with this. Just, just kind of like we sort of are doing now, you know, Steel has questions in front of him, but we haven't. He hasn't looked at it once, or just looked at it. You looked at it now, I've, but um, I wouldn't say they're questions. Oh, whatever. You know what I mean? Like just random points. Words. Well, points. Exactly. <laughs> but that's that's all it is. But it's there for you to be. Like, okay, Peanut. what's next? Yeah. Yeah, I especially in a live setting, I like to have like do a light pre-interview, and and I like to know cool. one the answer to one of the questions I'm going to ask each of the panelists, so you can sort of. If, if you want to bring up something, like say you want to bring up Ewoks, I would find out who on the panel is an Ewok fan so you can direct that question to them, get mm -hmm. a substantive answer, and then wait for other people to jump in. But, yeah, Jermaine's right. If I, if I do an interview or a panel and it's all the things I wrote down and there's nothing I came up with on the spot, I'm very disappointed <laughs> in yeah. myself. But um, okay. wh what did you uh, what did you make of the Comic Con? What was your big win? Oh, uh, definitely Clone Wars saved. That was, I mean, I haven't even watched all the episodes, of Clone <laughs> all the episodes of Clone Wars. But that just, I was like, oh, now I have to. I don't have an option. I would love to see so, the um, sorry, the uh, the Netflix viewing spike yeah. yeah like that like if yeah. if they can get that information you know out Netflix does not release any information about anything ever not even a percentage up they will not they they very rarely no they they never release info themselves uh except for like their stock price uh and the sometimes you get info from like outside sources but it's very shady it's kind of like nielsen ratings it's a small sample size they sort of will i just had it confirmed from a source uh -oh. Ooh. that viewings went up 274%. <laughs> uh, Steele's got a shifty eye, so I don't know if, I, I don't know if I'm going to believe. I'm just mad because I've watched Clone Wars two and a half times at least, and then other random arcs like three or four times. And Netflix just added this, how the percentage match, and it claims I'm a 98% match for Clone Wars. And I'm just like, what else do I have to do to my television <laughs> to get to 100% match you have to go for Clone three Wars? three times around, yeah. I yeah. think. It is a three. It's the third time. It's the third time. Yeah, John, literally. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty keen to do a canonical rewatch, like in the order, like you know, right. people work out sure, the sure. order, because um, that always frustrated me. I, I think as a, as a a tribute to George Lucas, the first episode of the seventh season should take place before the third season, <laughs> just as a tribute to his. Like, let's just, let's just oh, tell a story there. <laughs> <laughs> Ali's still on the line. Uh, <laughs> It's all right. uh, with uh, the actually, best comments so far. Actually, oh, um, Jet Lucas was in the front row for the announcement. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that Jukasa? Yes, I think so. That's that's your. Yeah, that's the, your, yeah, that's the character. Yeah, yeah, but that's your domain. Don't, <laughs> you sort of said it to me asking, and I'm just like, wait, isn't Jukasa new the old woman? Uh, Joe Costa new. Zet uh, Jukasa is the young uh, guy who tries go. to rescue Bale. Okay, there you go. I was like, so many Joe something. <laughs> exactly. So many Joe buttons. He's great. <laughs> so many syllables <laughs> in strange orders. Star Wars fandom. Uh, anything else on your mind, Ali? 
That is it. Thank you all so much, and have a great evening. Cheers. Thanks, Thank and you. Uh, I guarantee you're going to kill it on the weekend. So um, you can have some extra luck. Everybody in uh, Tennessee, go to the panel. Yeah, totally. Yes, please do. Uh, again, have a great evening, and thanks. Bye. Cheers. All righty. I think uh, we have got King Tom on the phone. Is that you, Tom? Yes, Steele. How are you doing? I'm good. I just looked for the number that looked like it was from Australia and guessed it was you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, I, you know, I have to admit, I'm disappointed that you haven't said I'm from Australia in a few months because I see that as a badge of honor. So oh, that's... I, I, can, I can live with my memories of the past. So thank you for that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Tom, what is on your mind this evening? Well, I, I am, you know, I think Emily posted in the chat room earlier, she asked, you know, what everyone's excitement level for the Clone Wars coming back is. And, and I'm at a, about a seven. I'm looking forward to it because it's more Star Wars. But what I'm really excited about is production on episode nine is supposed to start at the end of the month or by the end of the month or Sorry, sometime Jermaine. around the end of the month. I don't know. Jermaine thinks it started already. I see, I see a different Twitter account or Instagram account Every day for the last three weeks, go Star Wars Episode Nine started filming today. So. <laughs> well, I mean, we've seen. I'm, I'm, we interrupted Tom's question here, but like the, it's always sort of random. Like, when do you say it? Is it the first time they shoot something at all? Because then Episode Eight started eight months before, you know, and or is it when they have everybody on set? You know, it, so it's hard to really sort of lock it down. I'm pretty sure they've already started, but if not, yeah, Tom's right. Very very soon, maybe today, maybe tomorrow. If not, three days ago. Continue. I'm sorry, sir. Oh no, no, that's that was pretty much what I was going to get at. Is that, that, you, know, you don't you don't know, don't know Tom? Like you don't know Tom, but that's code for talk over me one more time, and, I'll get the <laughs> and I will split that giant Lego over your face. <laughs> this, this guy's from Ohio, and he's he's souped up. All right, he's oh, ready man. to go. He's uh-huh. got temper. Continue, Tom. Don't, yeah. I, I'm just I'm just here yeah, as a, my, my... a conduit for you. My, my my Midwest temper, you know how to bring it out of me. <laughs> um, but so when do you think, obviously it's, they're not telling us anything now, but we should hope to expect to see something maybe in a few weeks, maybe casting or yeah. set pics taken from some cast member who left their cell phone on the camera on too long or something. No, I would bet. I would. Do you think we'll? St- yeah, sorry. No, I, I think. Oh, dude, he's I did. Down. I did it again. I did it again. He stopped. And I jumped in. I was like, I would answer this question. We're just seeing flights to Los Angeles for the ass kicking. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How do you, do you, can you get an anger go discount? Ahead, go on? ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you, you talk. No, you talk. Sure, sure. Okay. So, when do you think we'll see something official? And will they? Will there be, because J.J. is back, and, and I know J.J. doesn't drive the marketing, but there will there be a lot of mystery box type stuff in the marketing, or will it be straightforward? Because I feel like with Ryan, we got some more concrete things um, in terms of what we were getting story-wise than we got with J.J. So uh, will it be a shift back to that, or what do you expect the marketing to be like? All right, well, I'll start there, as I already did start 20 minutes ago. Um, I, I think I, I would bet we get something, but if not August, early September, and because usually when most Disney this movies I, I, of like an announcement of like the cast. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, no marketing. He first said like you know when we find something official, and I think something official is coming because usually about two weeks after Marvel or any Disney movie starts, they put out a press release of like. You know, we're excited to announce production began on Doctor Strange. Start, you know, and then go through the cast. And that's usually when we'll get like the one or two new cast members that'll officially say, like Carrie Russell or whoever. And um, I would be yeah, so I would say, but I would say sometime uh, in August. And then, you know, it's funny. Like JJ is going to JJ, so I think it's going to be more mysterious than not. But if you look back Dude, at sort you of read my back, yeah, I know, right? But if you look, but if you go, uh, but if you look at the. Last Jedi marketing. The only reason people think it was more straightforward, I think, in my mind, is because Ryan's on Twitter, and Ryan was posting things that weren't like you know officially released. That was still look at that first mm-hmm. teaser again. There's nothing in there. I mean, it was very much like it was very very much a kind of a mood piece. A couple great shots, a couple new characters, and the title. I, I think they're going to still be very very mysterious about the entire thing. I think it's going to obviously be a little bit more. Uh, open because we have two movies now you know obviously the force awakens we knew nothing 
So they were they gave us less than that. But now we now with Last Jedi, oh, we knew who Ray was, we knew who Poe was. So they can give us a little bit more. I think with this we'll get a little bit more, but it's still going to be extremely mysterious. And I think they're going to be even more cautious with it um, after Solo. Obviously, this is going to do much better than that. But I think they're going to think about the marketing and just the timing and stuff. And you know, Solo obviously was much more condensed and a whole different story, obviously there, but. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be sort of a mix, I think, to answer your question. A little bit more JJ, a little Ryan, um, and, and pretty soon we'll get something official. But I don't think we get anything concrete footage-wise or anything until Celebration. Yeah, I think also knowing that The Last Jedi was at least partially going to take place immediately after Force Awakens also sort of limited the wide-open scope. And with, like, episode 9, we don't know, is it going to be two days? Is it going to be five years later? It could be, you know, two days later and Rey has still got a, a cut on her shoulder, or it could be five years from now and she's running around with three Jedi she's training. Mm. Good point, It opens yeah. it up. Uh, with, with The Last Jedi starting well, straight away... Some, oh, sorry, Tom. Are you there? They already had some material in the Poe Dameron comic book about the, co- the conversations that... Ray and Finn and Poe have had in the, in the Falcon after blasting off from Kree. Yeah, that's so great. I love that. I, I think I think that's awesome. And didn't did Charles Shaw at Comic Con say that Poe Dameron's going to wrap up with sort of leading up to explaining where Black Squadron was in the Last Jedi? Yeah, yeah, that was at that's, the that sounds really tantalizing publication panel. Yeah, and that was that was pretty tantalizing for nine. Maybe, uh, but uh, basically, he said like, "Yes, it's going to tell you." Oh, but you know what? It just reminded me that remember that um, what was the the comic series that came out just after Return of the Jedi, and there was a tree like, oh, the Shattered Empire. Yeah, yeah, the oh, Unetti Shattered tree. Empire. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was waiting for this film to give me the mystery of the tree. Like, we got a tree, it got burnt, and I felt like didn't I was like, trees are going to be big, trees are going to be big in the force and. There's a big forest tree. It's where you keep your books. What's up with that tree? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what he said is, that, you know, we're going to find out where Jess Pava and Snap Wexley were. But in particular, he said that we are going to find out that they're out looking for these allies that Leia thinks she has. And after the destruction of the Hosnian system, maybe she doesn't have them anymore. And he really pointed it towards, like, it's, uh, it's going to be a little bit bleak, but it's a hard galaxy out there, I think. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but that was his attitude, which could tell us, like, that's the story they're going to tell between Episode Nine, or it could be that is the story in Episode Nine of there's next to no one else fighting this fight except for our very small band of heroes. I hope it's not that. I, ho- I hope it's, like, ten years and some, and some stuff has happened because there's so much story. Like, if it starts, like, kind of soon after, even if it's, like, a year, there's way too much that has to happen for them to give you that ending where you feel like good about taking 10 years off from the saga. Yeah, I'd like two or three years to have passed yeah, so there's like, plenty of room like, to tell stories in between. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like the last few, like the original trilogy. Yeah. yeah, I was sort of thinking maybe like four or five to balance it out. Yeah, sure. Because like a Star Wars trilogy <laughs> should take... Although the the prequel trilogy, um, that would have been... Uh, it was like uh, 10 years, right? Because you look at Anakin, right? Yeah, about, seven. Yeah, oh, no, about th- seven. 13, 14. Or, yeah. Oh, whatever, yeah. Mm. Okay. I, um, Tom knows. <laughs> thinking about Tom is clearly very knowledgeable. He, he actually is. That's why he's the king. Um, th- yeah, thinking about The Last Jedi, I, like, I sort of liked that it started straight away, but I kind of felt like it should have then moved on a few months or something. Like, sure. Like even with like Maz Kanata, like she's had a 500-year-old castle totally destroyed. And like three days later, she's fighting something. Yeah, and she's she probably... Is she still on uh, we don't, Takodana? We don't know. We right? don't know where she is. So my headcanon is it's a union dispute with the people rebuilding the castle. <laughs> it's the construction <laughs> workers like, who are supposed to be. <laughs> God, things flared up early. <laughs> yeah, it goes... It's rough. Yeah. yeah. I. It's something about... And how they like measure the time, like they've got 18 hours to do something or 16 hours or this is, I think there's a two, like the other films benefit by being vague. Like who knows how long Empire Strikes Back went for? Right. I I know, I know I could read a tweet. Sure, sure. Yeah, well, it never mattered. That's like a big thing now. Like I I see like news stories on sites. It's like Avengers 4, time jump confirmed. It's like, well, every movie has a time jump. (laughs) Like literally time always is jumping. But I know what you mean. Like there's going to be a bigger gap. Um, but I don't know when that became like news that a movie takes place after I, a movie. I think all those articles are written by Kiefer Sullivan under a pseudonym. I don't know who that is, but that's okay. Kiefer Sullivan. I know Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> that's what I said. I thought. Did I say it wrong? 
Yeah, you talking about the guy from the Lost Boys in Twenty Four? Yeah, yeah Twenty Four. Oh, okay, that's yeah. Sutherland. I heard Kiefer Sullivan, and I thought, is he an yeah, Australian version of Kiefer yeah, Sullivan? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's okay. Australian. Oh, but Twenty Four. Okay. But I, now I get the joke, and I like it. But okay, yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. Twenty Four. It's a solid Twenty Four joke. Can I ask a, a question of of Tom and you guys about casting news? Because I'm really curious to talk to other Star Wars fans about this. Uh, do you want? Okay. Mark Hamill to be announced? Like, assuming that he is in the film, do you want him to be announced, or are you afraid that they're going to play mystery box with him and not announce him? Let's go around the room. Steel. I just hope he's announced just for my relationship with Nathan Hamill. (laughs) That I'm not just like, hey... How's uh? Where is Dad home? Yeah, yeah. He's going to London anytime soon. Like, so yeah. I, I would like Does it. Your dad having any fittings lately? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's looking well. How's the the? Has he had a beard or a haircut lately? Yeah, yeah. Uh, has he been shimmering in blue lately? Has that happened? Yeah. Yeah, I um. To be honest, just say he's in it so people can celebrate. I it agree. And we don't like people maybe because I I sort of hope that uh. The Last Jedi, like people that didn't like it that much, that if they get like a banging episode nine, that that can like, oh, okay, I see what was set up and Luke came back. Because my, my dream, Joseph, yeah, is that uh, we get ghost Mark Hamill with ghost Hayden Christensen and we just work out some issues. I'm down for that. Uh, Kylo can be there, Ray can be there, they can be mid-battle, but they... they like they're, The real Star Wars counseling among the characters. Yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like the end of the series needs to be like a battle that involves force ghosts and everything the past. Yeah. yeah. There, there was that original. Hey, I, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. That would be because I don't think, well, we know they can sit down, right? Cause Obi-Wan sits down. They get tired. They interact with the environment. They yeah, love exactly. it. So they can, they can do shit. Well, and Yoda can conjure lightning from yeah. the world. So Yoda hopped closer to Luke. So he could be within range of him to speak. In <laughs> exactly. Who knew that Yoda would have so much in common with Halle Berry? Him in the nose. It's true. Yeah. yeah there's exactly. a nose bop. Oh, that's yeah. right. He, t- he like makes physical contact with them. Oh, that is weird. The, you're onto something here. This is this is this is the finale. But there was that original script of Jedi where Yoda, like a Return of the Jedi, where Yoda and Ben Kenobi did sort of come back and were a bit more physically proactive in the final battle of Return of the Jedi, which to me does sound horrible. <laughs> but after the Last Jedi, I'm more flexible with my Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. I've I've done like uh, Star Wars Lamar's. I don't know. I've, I've done <laughs> yeah. But I, but I, I think yeah, I think if they keep it a mystery, Mark Hamill's so active on Twitter and so out there and out there. Just tell us he's in it. Don't tell us how he's in it. Don't tell us anything right. about it. He's in it. Okay, yeah. great. That, I agree. Like, it would just make it so much easier because, yeah, there's so much so much mystery that's going to be kept from it that I don't want to know. Yeah. That seeing Last Jedi was so rewarding to not know and be excited about. But, yeah, like, I need to know some things because otherwise people are going to speculate about it for F and ever. Yeah, and there's tons of other stuff you can keep secret. Yeah, like everything. <laughs> yeah, like right. how Luke is there, what he does. Yeah, I want Mark Hamill to be able to go to the grocery store without being harassed. And that's... And, and also, like, hiding Mark Hamill in the promotion of a film. I've seen it. Yeah. Lived it. That's true. <laughs> uh, Tom, do you, uh, do you want Mark Hamill to be announced? I, I do. I like mysteries. I like surprises, but I don't think that should be a surprise. And if, if anything, there are a few people who have engaged with me on Twitter and have incorrectly told me that Mark Hamill hates The Last Jedi and hates Star Wars now. So I would love to see him announced sooner so you know I could just point at them and laugh. <laughs> I want them to rule terribly off and say, you know, we're returning stars, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> How much power does Disney oh have? Oh, my God, yeah, Disney, wow. you did it. That's a, that's a lot of power. <laughs> um, and uh, how, did, how did you fare with all the Comic-Con news, Tom? Uh, I, I liked it. It was more than I... I the amount of news in terms of toys, Clone Wars, all the book stuff, that was more than I thought we would get. And I was really happy to see that Claudia Gray is going to be writing that um, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon novel. I thought yeah. that everything was a bit cool. uh, prequel-era heavy. Um, and if, if I had to pick an era to get content out of, honestly, it would be either the original trilogy or the sequel trilogy era. But it's still Star Wars. We're getting it. I love Claudia her work that she's done so far. I love Anakin, or I'm sorry, I love Qui-Gon and I love 
Obi-Wan, so I'm really looking forward to that book. Yeah, we can't get we can't do sequel trilogy content yet because it's not done yet. Like we're like we're gonna get resistance, right. but which I which is before It's before the Force Awakens. Yeah, there you go. So that doesn't really count because we've got right. stuff. But I think I think once we're done with the episode nine, yeah, that's when we're gonna get all the stuff that's happening in the other worlds. And and the push on prequel yeah. stuff, it's it's well placed. Because you've got the twenty year of the Phantom Menace next yeah. year. And it's mm. sort of great it's it's yeah. It's aged kind of gracefully, especially in this era of hate for The Last Jedi, where people hate The Last Jedi, think Attack of the Clones is good. And it's like, okay, guys, whatever you want to think, that's fine. But it just it's given it a new reverence a little bit. Yeah, yeah but you've got people, like fans, that were maybe like 5 to 10. They were, they were the in peak Phantom Menace year. And then now they're like, um, oh, Jerry's jumped up for it. This is the most extreme Jerry the Persian cameo we've had. <laughs> Cat and a do back together, amazing. <laughs> I never thought I'd see the day. Uh, if you're not watching, if you if you're just listening to this on audio, Jerry has uh, jumped on the set and is uh, e-walking it up and is thinking about jumping into a flower pot, which will be very interesting. <laughs> but uh, stay tuned, stay tuned to that. But uh, yeah, so the kids that were like you know five to ten are now twenty five to thirty, mm-hmm. and they're in the mood to read the books and, and, and get into yeah. that content. So I, I feel like mm-hmm. it, to do it now is when like people that age are most sort of like in that sort of, yeah. I've got, you know, under 30, I've got, I haven't got kids yet. Maybe I've got yeah. books to read and all that it sort was, of stuff. It, that was their trilogy. You know, like the other one was our trilogy. That was their trilogy. And yeah, they're ready to spend some money on some hot toys. Anakin, like they had it, you know, at a, at Comic-Con and things like that. They're ready to spend the big bucks and read the books. And so I think it is smart. I think it's cool. And, that's a testament to them bringing the Clone Wars back. Too. Yeah. At Comic-Con, I was hanging out with um, my friend Corey, who was, I, th- he's what he's like, hey, Rashad, how old's Corey? Like 19 or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's, um, he's not old enough to get into a bar. I know that because uh, at some venues, he's Jason Ward's son somehow. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure. Not, not that he drinks. We're all bar. Jason Ward's son. If yeah. We're be quite honest. <laughs> Wow. That's what happens when you join the cult. <laughs> very true. Very true. I think if you just hold the bottom, Rashad, it shouldn't do that thing. One of the two. <laughs> one of the two. I think if you hold it really well, I think, yeah. I'm not having a go at the way you held it, okay? All right? Because, you know, Rashad's held me before, and it was, it was sensitive, and it was delightful. <laughs> and you made that noise. We, uh, we appreciate that. But, um, yeah, so I was hanging out with Corey, and... He's like a like loves Clone Wars, loves the prequels, and he's just ripe for um like all that stuff, like you know, Padme, Cad Bane, like any of that merch. It's like clones and all that stuff, which which to me clones always sort of blame I I still I've still got it in for the clones with their, what? their CGI the CGI yeah. is always Tamira Morrison's just head just like a like an action figure's head glued on wrong. Just a job. Well, you know, they're clones. Not everything works right. Some of their necks are a little wobbly. <laughs> they're, they're clones. Bobbleheads. They should have the same neck. I, I wonder, I wonder, like, the, the bringing back of Maul and Solo, how much that had to do with this sort of wave. You know, if, like, they were, like, obviously they thought they were going to make another movie after that. If they were, like, well, this fits in perfectly. We're bringing back Clone Wars. We're bringing back, we got all these books. Like, we're bringing back Maul to the feature films. I, I wonder, I think it's probably part of the same general story group conversation of, like, this is where we're shifting the narrative for a couple of years in, in these other venues. I think it was a happy accident because everything that the Kasdans have said, John Kasdan in particular, is that he fought for it, that it was a list and that he got it kind of approved. At least, you know, from a certain point of view, always that's what John Kasdan has said. Sure. But I also think it, like, it makes perfect sense if you're kind of a, a Star Wars nerd who's paying attention to all of the canon. That's exactly the character that you need to have that weight of that threat of why Kira is so frightened. But then I think there might be this happy accident of... This, the Clone Wars trailer indicates that we're going to get the Siege of Mandalore story that involves Maul. So I wonder if there is a very happy accident of like, Maul made sense for Solo, but also Dave Filoni's like, hey, by the way, this is really great because I could possibly set up his trajectory toward yeah. running Crimson Dawn. Yeah, it's like, it's like uh, I think Pablo said on Twitter, people always ask me what's happening now and I kind of forget because I worked on that four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it probably, yeah, it probably all happened. Kazan probably brought it up and they're like, well, Clone Wars, yeah, it's all kind of a big, you know, hodgepodge of stuff that's, uh, that's happening. Yeah, and I've, I've heard very vague rumors that there might be more Mandalorian projects getting worked on. Ooh. So I, I sort of, when I look at these, Ooh. I see a bit of a Mandalorian theme. 
You know, it's weird. I, I've heard that too, but I don't remember where I've heard that. I'm trying. I, if I, if I did remember, I'd say I agree with you, but I don't remember. <laughs> but I definitely heard that too. I don't know. Did you listen to this show in the future? Uh, no, it was uh, my daddy, Jason Ward, told me. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks so much for your call, Tom. Anything else uh, on your mind? No, that's pretty much it. Thanks for having me, Steele. Always a pleasure, Tom. Tom is a, um, a serial contributor to podcasts. Awesome. Yeah. Good guy. He's, he's got good voicemails and questions and stuff. You could, it's been theorized in the podcast community that you could edit out his sections that he contributes to other podcasts and have a, uh, a pretty good podcast feed of his own. <laughs> nice. So he just lets everyone else do all the work. But I'm not stepping on him like I just did there the entire time. There's five of us. One of us is in Ohio. and That's you know, true. Yeah. As long as you keep us happy, Jermaine, then <laughs> your Millennium Falcon is safe. Now, um, kind of the one story coming out of Comic-Con is the non-story of Star Wars Resistance. That, you know, I, I actually did theorize that maybe they could be finishing up the Clone Wars on the Disney Direct streaming service. But I did predict everything else under the sun as well. <laughs> But I, I figured that that could be like a way where it could be paid for. But uh, I think like a, the rational fan was sort of thinking, hey, uh, that was a great 10 years of the Clone Wars, but let's look to the future and Star Wars Resistance. And that would be the, like the sweet clip at the end of the panel. No resistance in, in like the Lucasfilm booth, no resistance. No. It, it does. And, and you know, Jason um, from Making Star Wars, our daddy, Daddy Ward. <laughs> what, what happens that he becomes your daddy? I feel like I don't know no, no, we the just daddy said, we process. Just, we just said we're all the sons of, and I okay. pivoted, I pivoted to, it. To yeah. get into bars. Oh, I, guess, right. it was, I, it was I get free booze if Jason's my daddy. Yeah, I just want to make sure. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, free drinks for Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. It's how it works. But, um, yeah, so he'd heard that it, the, the show was going to skew younger. It, it sounds like if you've got... Um, Freemaker Adventures, Rebels, and Clone Wars, like the the barometer thing is past Rebels towards the Freemaker Adventures as far as, like, tone. You guys hearing anything yeah. along those lines? Um, nothing about that, but I think what I've heard about Resistance uh, in terms of information is that uh, Lucasfilm wanted this, didn't want to take away from him, Clone Wars. And there's another big comic convention in October called New York Comic Con that maybe we'll hear some resistance stuff. Ooh. Yeah, I think. Uh, oh, oh, wait, wait. Won't it be out by then? Doesn't it come out like. It doesn't have a release date, I don't believe. Okay. It's, I thought it was fall. Of- yeah, fall, which could be November or something. Yeah. I could be wrong. I just, I, that's something I heard that maybe uh, they'd have some stuff at New York Comic Con. Maybe we'll know stuff before then, but I think maybe that's when we'll get even more information. Yeah, I think Lucasfilm is uh, more aware and all of all the different fan opinions and more savvy than sometimes uh, fans give them credit for when they get upset, which we all understand, we get upset. But I think they understand Clone Wars has a specific fan base that has built and is incredibly excited about Clone Wars and to end it on, and here's a new thing that isn't Clone Wars. I don't think they ever would have done that because I think they're in touch enough with their fan base to know hey, there's a chunk of people over here who are ride-or-die Clone Wars. There's a chunk of people over here who are really excited for something new. Ride-or-die. <laughs> ride-or-die. Like DMX. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, no, I think there are people who are very intense of like, I don't want anything but that. So I think it's just like, it. to me, I just really appreciate it because I think it, they are showing so many signs of we know Star Wars is a big tent and we want to offer things for everybody. And like, if you're all about the Clone Wars, great. You don't have to ever watch Star Wars Resistance. Star Wars Resistance is not the replacement for Clone Wars. Mm. And I think having a trailer at the end of Clone Wars would have been like, wasn't Clone Wars great? Well, but it would almost be like if you had a retrospective for like somebody you dated that you loved. And like, remember when you were dating this person? Here's the crappy new person I want you to date at the end. Like, Wow, that is a George Lucas level bad analogy. <laughs> <laughs> From the perspective of somebody who deeply loves Clone Wars and has had some bad dates, I'm happily married now. But... <laughs> um, yeah, I am. I also think that in this multimedia world that we live in, that Star Wars fans have to be very aware that not everything's for them. Like it's very important. That's true. Yeah. Be- because 
like at the moment there's so many projects like there's three film series going on <laughs> you look tired before you're even going to oh, listen i was just sucking up my memory I was like, oh. <laughs> but um you got three different film series going on you've got a uh, two cartoon series and you've got a television series uh, like the each of them by themselves would have been the greatest news in 1997 yeah you, you would have been yeah, just like oh my god so we just need to like sort of realize like i sort of like if resistance is more to my taste, like that'd be great. But I'm happy about it that it's coming out, and knowing that it might like that I should be like taking it with the forces of destiny just, type attitude. I just don't see anything Filoni does being approached like that. I think Clone Wars and Rebels are both very similar in in tonally in that you know kids can watch it and enjoy it. And Star Wars fans can watch it and enjoy it and then enjoy it on another level of not just thematic or character-based, but in lore, you know? And I, I just don't see him, like, not, not you know, phoning it in, but, you know, like you said, Forces of Destiny is fun to watch and there's some lore in there, but it's for kids. It's mm. for younger kids. It's on YouTube specifically because that's where kids are watching TV. They're not watching Disney XD as much. Um, I'm sure they are, but you know what I mean. Um, so I just don't see Resistance being maybe skews this much more because the animation is going to be a little different, a little more anime or whatever, however they're going to look. But I just, I don't see it not being as hardcore Star Wars uh, as, as Clone Wars and Rebels is, are. Okay, we will see. We will see. And in the bit that just got cut out due to technical difficulties, we did have a bet over the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Lego set. It was just, I don't know what happened there, Rashad. I'm not sure why you cut that out. That's very upsetting. But uh, that was, that, that, it's, it's, it's in stone. It's okay. Rashad tried to talk and then bailed out of it. We'll get you another call next week, Rashad. It's like he's a death trooper and that's his voice. That's the way he sounds. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What we're going to do now is uh, wrap up and then we'll have a a quick little Patreon bonus uh, section for the Patreons. Both, uh, if you're watching on the live stream, uh, you'll be able to watch this as well. We'll just start off on a uh, a new little episode and if you're listening live and uh, we've got some more calls to take and some listener questions from the chat room. But I'm just going to go back to Emily and uh, how you doing there, buddy? I'm good. What's the, uh, we'll we'll get to a few more chat room questions and comments, but uh, have you got anything uh, juicy for us, uh, maybe what we've been talking about to, uh, as a reaction? Um, I don't know, to be honest, recently there was a lot of, Jerry admiration, but in between all of the praise of your cat, there's, there's been a lot of cold excitement. People are really hyped for it. Nice. Yay. Hype is good. Hype is good. All right, well, we'll hit you in the after show, Emily, and uh, we'll run through any questions or comments that are there. Is that, a, is that cool? Sounds good. Nice. And I know we've got uh, Patreon member Dylan. He's on hold. And he wants to ask me my Blink-182 Star Wars story. So uh, there's some great sizzle for all you Mark Hoppus fans out there. Um, we'll be uh, going into that. Richard is very, very happy about this. Um, Raising the roof. Before we go for the, uh, the main show, uh, huge thanks to static laden Rashad. Uh, don't, don't even, don't even try Rashad. Um, don't, don't, don't spoil this magic moment between us with static. Um, and you can listen to his Star Wars podcast, Will Communication. And he's given me the thumbs up. Nice. And uh, that's all good. Uh, Joseph, tell us where uh, you can be followed in a legal manner on the <laughs> internet and heard also. Yes, you can follow and hear me on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is just my name. It's at Joseph Scrimshaw. And uh, you can get links to all of my podcasts. The Force Center, uh, I have a podcast called Obsessed. I've got a lot of comedy albums, including one about Star Wars. Do a bunch of live shows. All of that is on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. Tight. Jermaine. Uh, you can find my writing on uh, io9.com, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at, uh, at Jermaine Lucier. And, uh, yeah, a lot of Star Wars content, so <laughs> go back and check it out. I got a lot of it. And uh, you know where to send those big boxes, Lego Corporation? Right here. This is the guy. <laughs> 
Uh, thank you guys for listening so much. If you haven't already, check out our San Diego Comic Con coverage. We have got uh, blog pods, I call them. They're essentially audio diaries of everything I do at Comic Con. So for each day, there's an episode. And the episode, I think we're up to Saturday, where we had the, the really cool uh, Star Wars podcaster and listener meetup. And so we've got some stuff from there. You can watch the entire Clone Wars panel at youtube.com forward slash Steel Wars. And today I just put up a, a really fun 15-minute interview with Joe and Steve from Hasbro. Ooh, nice. About all the uh, new figures and all that sort of stuff. And there's another one with Christine from Hallmark. Who are, that, that's my favorite Star Wars collectible is the uh, the carded itty bitties. Yeah, they're very cool. Oh yeah, that, that, that's my thing. So uh, and if you want to become a Patreon uh, and hear the bonus show and interact with us and get all the previous shows, it is one dollar until the end of August. You get all the new bonus content and every old episode. Or for three dollars a month, you get everything direct to your podcatcher of choice. It's it's very exciting. And there's some great interviews with Ben Mendelsohn, Leonard Moulton, Stephen Stanton, Sam Witwer for you guys to check out. But if you are on YouTube, stick around for the next feed. If you're listening live, stick around for that. If you're a Patreon, the next episode's just uploaded. Thank you guys so much. It's been so fun. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Thanks thank to you. the uh, callers. And may that force be with you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. If you're after more Star Wars listening, please check out the Making Star Wars Podcast Network at makingstarwars.net, where you can find such great podcasts as Blue Harvest, First Order Transmissions, Idiots Array, Making Star Wars Now This Is Podcasting, Podcast 2187, Rebel Girl, Rogue One, Tarkin's Top Shelf, The Cargo Hold, and The Sith List. So that's planetbroadcasting.com and makingstarwars.net.